Good evening, good evening. So, how many of you were here last week? All right. If you weren't here last week, you have to talk to Ryan about what he preached about, because this is kind of like a follow-up. And uh, it didn't get recorded, so if you can't get a hold of him, just go to Target every day until you see him, and he'll get you. But he was talking about uh, having vision and, and how we need to seek God to get vision. Um, and I just kind of want to preclude this by saying, if you don't feel like you really know God or have accepted him or, or, or recognized him as Savior, like that's the first step. And he, if, you, if you don't have that vision, you'll get that vision. You can get that vision tonight, and he will reveal that to you. Um, and he will reveal it to you in days to come. Um, just, that's really important. I want <clears throat> to start in 1 Corinthians 3. Um, I'm, we might go through about half of the Bible tonight. <laughs> no, I'm just going to reference a lot of stories. <clears throat> but here's the premise. 1 Corinthians 3, 18. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks he is wise in this age... Let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of the world is folly with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, and they are futile. So let no one boast in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos, or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours. And you are Christ, and Christ is God's. A similar... And that's speaking in regards to man's teachings um, about God. But a similar thought you can find where Isaiah is talking about, talking about God and, and who he is. And he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. So, if you look at about any story in the Bible, anyone's life, there's a time where God calls them, and there's a response to that call. He gives them a vision. This is where you're going. This is your purpose. This is what I've called you to do. There, there's a response, and, and you can look at it. There's a couple of responses. There's a response of kind of the options would be, you know, not responding, having a response that makes sense by our wisdom, and there's a way that makes sense by God's wisdom. It doesn't, every story doesn't separate. Sometimes God's wisdom makes sense to us, and we walk in that. And there's times where it makes no sense to us, and we walk in that. But God speaks to us, and he tells us who we are. Part, part of what I do is uh, sales, and, I, and I've come to love it. And I, and I like, will cold call people. And I've had some very, very beneficial contacts, relationships established that way. And I kind of laugh because further down the line, if people ask me, well, where'd you learn to cold call? I'll say, well, my pastor. Well, what do you mean? Well, we, we went to this little town, Republic, and walked around and 
knocked on doors and, hey, can I pray for you? And when we did that, Shar prayed for a woman who was blind and she could see. I don't know if you ask her about it. She'll tell you. Well, there was uh, one time I was with Josh Ide here and we were, we were in a group together and we went on a drive looking for someone to pray for. And we said, God, I just pray that you use our imagination and just put into mind what you want us to do tonight. And, and so we were looking for someone. And so Josh gets a person in a red hoodie at Lower Harbor. And this is October. Dark, it's like dark. And, uh, and I'm like, huh, okay. So we're like, okay, Lord, if there's a, we find a person in a red hoodie, what do you want to say? And I right away it pops into my mind, just tell them that I exist. Tell them that I care about them. Okay, that's, that's easy enough. You know, what are the chances? It's like 8 o'clock, 40 degrees out. We drive down to Lower Harbor. One car in the parking lot. Window rolled down. Red arm sticking out. Red hoodie. Okay, there he is. Go up. Uh, knock on the window. Hey, uh, this might sound weird, but we were praying, and Josh had it on his phone. I said, type it in your phone, and we'll just go there, and if he's there, we got to show him. We had this ahead of time. So I said, he's going to show you this right now. We just pulled up. We've, God told us to come here and tell the person in the red hoodie that he exists, and he loves you, and he has a plan for your life. And he's like you know, wide-eyed, and he's talking to his friends. He's like, wasn't I just saying, like, I've been talking to to my friends for weeks about, does God exist? Who would God, who is God? And so we pray together. But, like, God will give this vision. This, This stuff happens. This is real. Ask people. If you could open your Bibles. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start in Genesis 5. I'm going to give one more example from people we know. <clears throat> then we'll go to Genesis 5. So there, those are ways that are not our first inclination, right? If you know, most of us know Charlie. And I get to see him, I get to interact with him on a regular basis and see how well regarded he is in his position in business, in the community. And he has been faithful. He has worked hard at what he's done. And he's been blessed. And it makes sense that if you're a leader, that you would be willing to serve people and you'd be willing to confront tough issues and you'd be willing to do what's best for everyone and that you would get rewarded for that and given more. And so it's not always the, the crazy out there things that God definitely calls us to, but he also calls us to excel and do, do things well and have wisdom that we can share with others to lead well in a way that everyone can uh, just recognize as, as being doing well with what you're given and, and what's in front of you. So Noah, Genesis 5. Genesis 6. <laughs> he gets called to do something crazy, right? 
So God literally speaks to him, commissioning, call. He can respond to that. But it, it, you think like that would be easy to respond to, right? God literally spoke to me. If you've seen it before where how old he was when it started to how old when he completed, it was about 100 years. He lived to be 950 years old, so that's a ninth about of his life. So what's that, 10 years? Does it, that doesn't make sense. I mean, <laughs> you have to be, when God calls you to do something contrary to what makes sense, you have to be unreasonable in your resolve about it. Not unreasonable as in you do something just without any basis, but it's unreasonable to our man's logic. His ways are higher. His ways are not our ways. Are, are we willing to get one word, one encounter that says, go, do this. This is coming. Prepare for it. And boom, 10 years. And not 10 years of, oh, I'm by myself doing this, or I'm with my friends and this is so enjoyable. 10 years of, what are you doing, you idiot? What's, what's the boat for? Exodus 2, Moses. <clears throat> this is interesting. I hadn't seen this. I guess I hadn't seen it in the same light as the past. So it's, it's illegal for, for all the sons of Israel to be alive, right? And a woman conceived and bore a son. And when she could hide him no longer, she sent him down the riverbank. And the daughter of Pharaoh came to bathe. And she saw the basket. She saw the child. She had pity on him. And she said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. <clears throat> then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse a child for you? Some say it's a woman. Some translations say it's a sister. I don't know. But that girl, like, it was illegal first of all, for him to be alive. So the right response would have been like, <clears throat> um, do I say anything? She's probably going to kill this kid because that's what she's supposed to do. But she says, oh, do you want me to go find someone to nurse her for you? Nurse him for you? Like, do you realize the boldness? Like, I want to meet her. Like, I would love to know more about her life because she says, Oh, I could get killed for this because he could get killed for this. This is a very powerful woman. I'm going to say, hey, do you want me to go find someone to nurse that child for you? And I'm going to go find his mother, and she's going to get paid to nurse him. So, so Moses goes through his life, right, and he gets called, and, and God speaks to him literally. So you think, okay, Noah got spoke to. That should be easy to respond and just, I'll do whatever. God spoke to me. Well, he's, he's going to argue with him, right? Well, God, I can't speak good. So, what's that have to do with anything? It, it doesn't make sense, the whole pattern of, of Moses leading them out. Like, why couldn't God just deliver them? I mean, there's so many whys of how it would make more sense to us, but he responded to God and led them out and you get to the Red Sea and because God spoke to him 
He even argued with him, but he still showed up and walked. I mean, you can literally, (laughs) I have notes for like 20 people, but like you can literally go through any major figure in the Bible and look at to walk in what God's called you to. When he gives you vision, you've got to be unreasonable by culture standards, by just general man standards, by what everyone else is doing in pursuing that. I mean, you, you get to Elijah. He's fed by ravens. He's got people wanting to kill him. He, he's calling fire down. <laughs> he said, oh, your God's real? Let's see whose God is real. And he prays and fire falls down. And he, he comes upon a, a child who, who dies. He prays, he's raised to life. And then you got Elisha who comes after him. Well, I saw that kid get raised from the dead before. And it, it didn't work when I prayed for him, so I'll just lay on him. Maybe then God will... He, like, this is so... It's crazy, right? But when, when, you, when God calls and commissions you and says something, it shouldn't matter. It, it doesn't matter what is in front of us or isn't. We go. It doesn't matter if the Red Sea's in front, you go. Joshua's called. It didn't matter that, um, didn't matter that the Jordan River was in front. That was the land God said to go. The walls of Jericho. How are we going to invade? Oh, let's march around. It didn't matter. They went, and God was faithful every time. And so you don't just go to try to do something ridiculous, but when God says it, then you just go and know that he's going to cover it. Ryan was talking last week a bunch about John the Baptist, right? And, and I... I hadn't thought about it in that light of like, he should have just kind of been a priest, right? Like, he's going to be a priest and holy and consecrated. Well, all the priests were kind of holy and consecrated. And, you know, you've heard that line, that story before. But, but he's, they're saying he's coming. Malachi says he's just coming as a second Elijah. You know, and like, I don't know, at what point did maybe he realize that? And saying, well, Elijah was kind of crazy in what he did. I better, I better really seek so where this kind of ties together is is if you go to Mark 9 and Matthew 17 it's the same story I'm going to read it out of Mark starting in verse 14 and when they came to the disciples they saw a great crowd around them and the scribes arguing with them. And immediately, all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. What are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they weren't able. And he answered them, O faithless generation, How long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed in the boy. And he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, How long has this been happening? 
He said, from childhood. And Jesus said to him, oh, he said, from childhood. And often it's tried to cast him into fire and onto water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help him. And Jesus said, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying, You, mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing, it came out. And the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why can we not cast it out? And he said to them, This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer and prayer and fasting, a lot of the translations say. And in Matthew 17, he's asked the same question, and it's the same story. And he says, truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. The apostles had already been called and given vision. They were already walking in power. Just as important as getting that vision is walking in it and the earnestness and the amount of response that it requires. Not that it's on our own strength, but it's not like the, the, the apostles were casting out regularly, because otherwise, why else would they ask him, why couldn't we cast this one out? And so there, there's this thing in our, in our Christian life of get the vision. Seek God for the vision. And then what? You get the vision, and then you walk in that vision. And you don't just got your salvation and, you know, wait for it to come. You seek, you pray, you fast to walk in what God's called you to walk. And if, if, if there's people that say, oh, you maybe need to chill on that for a second, or don't you think you're a little overboard, or you want to go to church that much, or you're going to spend that much time? I mean, when Jesus called the apostles, what did he say? Drop everything you're doing. Follow me for eh, 15 to 30 minutes a day, except for when you're busy. And then just say a prayer when you're uh, like walking to work. That should lead to a life in power in God. No, he said, drop everything you have. Follow me. And when they were following, they're saying, why don't we have the power? You must pray and fast. You, you need to have just a little bit of faith. And then the mountain can move. Pastor preached on that verse I don't know, six months ago? And it just hit me like, what, what, what? How do you get that faith? Like, I feel like God's called me to do great things. How, what, how do I step into that? But like, every story that God proves himself faithful, like, you gotta walk, you gotta step, you gotta seek. It doesn't matter whether you can see how it's gonna work out or not. And when it works out in a way that we, none of us expect, well, that's even better.
great example of this is in Acts 2. And they're in the upper room and, and, and they're waiting. And Jesus told them to wait for the Spirit. And when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, And at this sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? If if you know what God has called our church to, He's going to move in some powerful ways from here. And and in that same way, I believe he's going to send people to speak in the tongues of all those gathered, meaning different walks of life, different jobs, different interests, different places in the community. I mean, that's why pastor prays every week as we go into our place of ministry where we work. And, and, I, and there's an opportunity to co-labor and be one that it brings forth, but it, it's that waiting in, in that waiting for the Spirit to come and send out. And out of that, Acts 2, uh, look, Stephen, he recounts all those stories, and then he gets murdered. He didn't get delayed. He, got, he was martyred. He was, that was it. And who's there? Saul. And who's Saul become? Paul. And how many times does Paul get beat up and dragged around? And it wasn't glorious. But they got to be a part of advancing God's kingdom and establishing it on earth. And that same opportunity exists for us. As, I mean, every day gets closer to the end times, right? You know, who can put a timeline on things? But God is establishing his kingdom, and he is. We're here saying, come, Holy Spirit, empower us to go out and do your works. So I'm going to pray, and we're going to get back into worship. And I would really encourage you to seek and get that vision if you don't have it. And if you do have it, pray for steadfastness. Pray for that hunger to seek and fast and pray and, and ask God to, to empower us to go out and do the works of his kingdom. Lord, we love you. We ask for your spirit tonight, God. Touch us, Lord. Send us out, Lord. Let us be unreasonable in our approach to seeking you, Lord. God, don't let us get watered down by what sh- uh, a balanced life or, or what culture tells us we should do, God. Let us just seek you for you 
and to follow the example that you gave us. God, I ask that you would touch people tonight, Lord. Even tonight, Lord, let your spirit come tonight and send us out.